all, this is Christina and Jackie, and we are Jackstina Coaches Off the Cuff. So it has been a while since we have podcasted together, like for real, we've been podcasted. A minute. Like, you mean like a month? <laughs> or six? <laughs> so we've had a lot going on. It's, it's been a lot happening that has been pulling us away from our um, podcasting dreams. As you, you are aware, um, it has been a while, and there's been a lot going on that's kept us from doing the normal, the normal, lots of things keeping us from doing the normal. And I think maybe at the beginning of pandemic life, we both thought, okay, we'll, we'll pause on podcasts for a little bit, and we'll get back to that. Like, once this is over, like, we'll pick that back up, right? And then now we're in, what month is it? It's September. And it's still not over. <laughs> so um, realizing that waiting until this is over isn't really an option for us because podcasting brings us a lot of joy. It's one of the, our favorite parts of the work we do, I think. And we have been setting our, um, our joy aside, kind of waiting mm -hmm. for the right time for that to happen. And um, we're not going to wait anymore. We're just no going more. to jump back into the fun <laughs> and talk a little bit about how we have moved toward kind of accepting that this is where we are and that we can have um, the things that we enjoy even in the midst of some difficult times. Mm -hmm. So this idea of acceptance in times of discomfort is what we're gonna chat about today. And Christine and I both picked up yoga as our, our quarantine hobby, hobby. <laughs> um, a way for us to kind of uh, practice a new skill when we were stuck at home. And one of the things that we both have kind of shared with each other is those times when you are in a particularly challenging pose for us. We are beginners, so this might not be the same <laughs> for some of you yogis who've been doing it a while, but in a particular, you know, stretching pose or a pose that you haven't done before, both of us use YouTube instructors and they will often say, like, you know, breathe into the discomfort. And I want her sometimes to say, like, if this is uncomfortable, stop or change Take or a rest. do a different one. <laughs> She doesn't say that. She says, breathe into the, the discomfort. So it is, um, if you're really hurting, like there's a sharp pain, then that's a place that we do not want you to linger. But if there is something that is uncomfortable or challenging, breathe into it and breathe through it. You'll be glad that you made it to the other side. So there is a difference between like, whoa, this is really bad for me. I'm going to hurt after this. And not like the like, like, I kind of like that after yoga, like, okay, like soreness, but I did something, uh -huh. which is very different from the one time that I, like, couldn't move for three days, so I pulled a muscle on my neck. And so I think that we're learning a little bit of those nuances in our other ways as well of, like, this is really causing me pain, and I have to step away, versus this is hard, challenging, just uncomfortable, difficult, but I can breathe and survive through it, um, and perhaps even find a little bit of... Um, that the old joys and enjoyment through that course as well. And maybe come out a little stronger on the other end. So we um, started talking about a couple of realities that we are currently having to accept. And I'm going to speak a little bit from the teacher perspective um, as well as the coaching perspective. Is And one of those is feeling like um, we are ignoring people. And um, I think that I am personally feeling like that in our uh, work world because I'm like, am I supposed to be building all these online resources to support my teachers in this way? Am I supposed to be on campuses helping them figure out how to run Zoom meetings? How am I supposed to do this? Because I can't do both things simultaneously. And I think that our teachers are feeling that way too in this new hybrid reality 
of um, having kiddos online and kiddos um, simultaneously in the classroom and face-to-face. -face. So I think that that is something that we're kind of like, eh, eh, this is uncomfortable, I don't like it, I don't like this reality. And paired with that reality is this new reliance on technology to get us through kind of our everyday activities. It's always been a part of your work for sure, but now it is a like integral part. Like without it, I can't even address half of my kids that I that I have. And we feel that same growing pains there. Learning new tech tools, learning new tech systems, platforms, all of that is super uncomfortable and maybe at a varying degree depending on your kind of baseline tech knowledge and I know mine fluctuates there's some days like you came in this morning and I was like I'm feeling good look at me trying a new thing and then flash forward five minutes like that didn't work I'm going back to my old one <laughs> take it out so um, you know happiness or confidence before the fall there but we're all growing and learning that. but the discomfort of our realizing the lack of technology we have is something I keep feeling I keep encountering on a regular basis and we can't drop it. No, nope, I can't eject myself from that moving vehicle. <laughs> like, there's, we're that gonna have to, there's, not, there's not a lot. I don't necessarily have that option. I'm going to have to embrace the tech a little bit. So the, the third piece that we've been kind of um, stumbling over is just how much is on our plate. Um, I know that I talked a little bit about the like face-to-face, -face, building virtual resources, hybrid teaching, learning the text tools. All of those pieces um, are not replacing faculty meetings and parent phone calls and grading papers. It's in addition to some of that. And so there is this like icky feeling of feeling too full. Yeah, it was already crowded place prior yes. to this happening. So then to layer some really big and intricate and complex things on top of that plate can feel overwhelming and certainly feel uncomfortable. But we're not going to leave you hanging there because um, not even my 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 yoga my yoga instructor will not ever just like leave me in that very uncomfortable pose forever. We want to kind of move us to this idea of um, being able to accept where we are, see it for what it is, and then um, move forward into a next steps. Yeah, we've been talking together about this idea of acceptance, and if I'm constantly wishing away my reality constantly wishing this wasn't true, that this was over, that this was different, that I was different, I had more tech skills, or whatever might be the change, then you are never allowing yourself to accept the discomfort that you're in. And Elena talks about that feeling being excruciating because it's that confusion state, it's that um, unsettled state, and that if you're walking and working in that regularly, like that's a painful place to feel because it's a hopeless place to feel because I can't wish it away. I can't wish the changes into reality. So as like cliche as it is, acceptance is the first step to solving a problem or recovering. Because if I can't just accept, here's reality, here's what's in front of me, here's what I've been handed, then I can't choose how to respond. I can't take a next best step. So we want to kind of walk back through those examples that we gave you and talk through just kind of where we stand on what our next steps are. Mm -hmm. So um, the first piece that we talked about was um, feeling like I'm ignoring my students. If I am talking to my kiddos in class, I am not talking to my kiddos online. If I am talking to my kiddos online, vice versa. And so I want to kind of talk about that mindset of like reminding you that there are times in which even under quote-unquote normal circumstances, 
that that occurs. And if it's okay, I know I shared this story with you earlier, Jackie, but can I share my story yeah. about Griffin? Do it. So I'm a first grader, and last year he was a kindergartner, and he was in face-to-face -face instruction. And on like the third day of school, he came home and had uh, been using his brand new markers to draw a rainbow on the bottom of his shoe. And he was in, like, there were 19 of them in class. Like, they're 19 five-year-olds. I get it. It's a lot. But the teacher never noticed that he had, like, straight-up Roy G. Bibbed on the bottom of his shoe, okay? It wasn't like a little mark. Like, it was a rainbow, folks, okay? Very he knows the order of, the, of all the colors. He's like, applying his skills. He was applying his skills to the bottom of his shoe. So, you know, when we feel like, um, man, I'm ignoring that group, or I wish I had more time with this kiddo, that's kind of part of community. And I feel that way even in my own home. If I'm paying attention to my husband, I'm not necessarily seeing Griffin. And if I'm paying attention to my firstborn, I'm not necessarily being able to make eye contact and be wholly consumed with what my little is doing. And so I have to navigate and negotiate that. It's uncomfortable, but sometimes I say, honey, I need a minute to go and do this with your brother. And it's okay. So I want to encourage you that it's okay to tell your students, right now, I'm going to meet with a small group during face-to-face. -face. I'll be back in 10 minutes. And to walk away and just label it, say it, it's truth, give them something to do, and step away and just remember shifting that mindset to like what I'm not offering and reminding yourself, I guess, that um, it's very similar in feel some of our old our old way of doing things if that makes sense yeah it has a different look to it correct the kids are on on the zoom call maybe but it has the same feel of i'm going to direct my all my attention right now to this kid or to this group and that's perfectly okay for the rest i think when you were talking about families that made it made sense a lot in my head of the discomfort comes because you feel like you're going to be letting someone down or wow. hurting that relationship but if i label it and say it then I take away some of that because then they're not processing it like, oh, wow, well, she's always over there with so-and-so. Why isn't she giving me that, that same attention? They're having a, they know, oh, she'll be doing that for this long and then she'll come back to me. And your kids and your students, those kids, will also have that same realization. But if we don't label it, then, then there could be some um, area where they, maybe they're interpreting it differently or feeling more left out. Right, so the second one we talked about was the uh, discomfort of not having all the tech skills that you feel like you need to have right now to do your job. And so and th this isn't necessarily a mind shift change so much as a skill. It's, a, it's minding the gap of skill. And so our advice kind of in this world would be to look and see who do you know, who do you have in your, I was going to say Rolodex, like anyone has a Rolodex? I've never had a Rolodex. What is that? I'm like, yes, you're younger than I am. Is that I don't think about watches. I'm so confused. But like, go to your list. Who do I have in my bank that I can reach out to for support? You are not alone in this. So there are processes and people and support available. So narrow down, jot, like actually write it down. Here are the skills that I feel like I'm lacking. I wish I was able to do X, Y, Z. Now, who do I know? Or who do I know that might know somebody that I can reach out to to figure out how to fix this? This is a learning area for myself. And then just tackle them one at a time. We're not trying to master all of the tech skills that you feel like you need right now on week two. Like start with number one. What's the one that would make the most difference in your world that you feel like would change things for you the best? Start there. Reach out for support, whether that's through um, online videos or learning support that way or an actual contact of a person. 
but don't feel um, that you need to stay and figure this out on your own. Like I had a teacher reach out to me you know, on the first week of school and I got to go and support her and a quick conversation, she was like, oh, that's all I needed. I didn't know that's all I needed, but that quick one little like moment that we had, I felt like when I walked away, she felt more ready to kind of tackle her week than she thought was even possible. So don't hesitate to reach out and ask for assistance when you're trying to shore up a skill gap that you might be having. I think it'll also make you just feel um, more supported in general to jot the people's names down. Mm -hmm. Whenever I do that and I say, who are the people that I can go to for help? And I write those teachers down, that gives me like, oh, I am not working in isolation. Mm -hmm. And it just calms me down internally Absolutely. too. Okay, our last piece was talking about that very full plate. And um, I, I feel like this is, again, we're kind of giving a little bit of the like, uh, maybe a bit of cliched advice here, <laughs> but um, you're not going to necessarily get it all done. And to acknowledge that I have all of these things on my plate, I have a lot going on personally, professionally, all of those things add up. And then to pause and give yourself time to prioritize, make your list of like, what are my must, these things must get accomplished then I can kind of help to narrow in and focus my work, then that gives you a little bit of freedom and flexibility to say, oh, I wish I could have gotten to that. It didn't happen this week. And that's okay. We're not going to always get to that. There are weeks where you might be able to get to all of your coulds. I wish I could. And that is fantastic. And there might be whole swaths of time where you're like, I just got to get my attendance in, people. Attendance. <laughs> and like, I'm just holding on. And that's okay too, to pause and to prioritize your work. Yeah, I think there's freeing power in it, accepting that the load you've been given is too much. And I'm gonna like say that, that's okay for me to say. It is too much to have asked. If you were to truly do all of the things to the best of your ability, to the fullest extent that you normally would, that's too much. So we're gonna start with, what is the part that I can do to my fullest ability? And I'm gonna make that priority number one. And when I leave at the end of the day, I'm gonna walk away proud of what I accomplished. It was what you said earlier about focus on not what you're not doing, but on what you are doing. I think yeah. that comes up here again, where don't walk out going down the list of the coulds that didn't get made. Walk out of the building repeating the things that you did accomplish, that you did um, kind of reach to, that you were able to get to. And be okay with the fact that the load that you've been given right now is too much. So the fact that you're not getting it all done is absolutely appropriate. Like that should be what's happening. You shouldn't be getting it all done. That's the truth. And it's okay for us to, to hold that a little bit and be proud of what we did do. I know that um, even in a, in a regular year, when, so I taught uh, primarily ninth graders and they, these are like new, new to high school. So they're kind of new to all of, to all of that world. And there, we would get to this point on Friday where it was like, I'm feeling kind of down because I'm like, I don't even, I, I'm still trying to figure out people's names. I got a lot of kiddos. And we would take stock of what we did that were wins that week. Like, did you find where your restroom was in the cafeteria? Did you remember your pin number because it's been all summer and you were able to purchase lunch? Did you make it to your classes? That is still all on time. Mm -hmm. My TARDIS week doesn't start till next week, honey. Mm -hmm. So like it's that moment of let's take stock of what we did accomplish and then kind of celebrate that. Mm -hmm. But there are lots of firsts that um, I know I'm kind of feeling like a freshman. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm feeling new and I'm not new. <laughs> and so 
I feel like I've been around the block, but this is a whole new block. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get on this side <laughs> But that is, it's okay for us to just embrace those moments, the wins that we have, and, um, and kind of do that reflection as we're walking out of the building. What did I get accomplished this week? And celebrate that. So I always like to recap, my old science enthusiast friend would always remind me to recap at the end. So our kind of talk today is that we are all in a state of discomfort and our first step to kind of moving in that is going to be to accepting that. And that's it's the reality we've been given, it's here. Um, and then after that, then deciding what next best steps can I take with this given reality? Is it that I need to shift my mindset or be reminded of some truth? Is it that I need to reach out for support or build up a skill set that I don't have? Or maybe it's okay, I just need to be okay with this is going to be ugly and not so pretty and I'm not going to get it all done and I'm going to celebrate what I can accomplish and turning that mind, turning your focus over to what is happening and what's going well. So with that, we're going to close down our, um, our, our inaugural yeah. back to school um, podcasting and we look forward to um, from you and talking to you again. Bye now.